Assalamualaikum, Ariane. Waalaikum salam, Sana. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah, how are you? I'm great, thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I, I, when I saw that you came out with a podcast and I saw like, you know, what type of like content you were putting out, I was like, oh my goodness, I love this. Black girls that travel, this is so awesome. Um, you know, even with my travel background, just seeing like other black women abroad, especially black Muslim women abroad, I get like super excited. So I'm super proud of you. So congratulations on the launch. Thank of the you. Podcast. Thank you so much. And congratulations on relaunching Black Millennial Podcast. Thank <laughs> you so much. Listen, I got to highlight Black folks. You know, they, they we, we're not always marching. <laughs> right. We, 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 we are fighting for justice, but we're also, you know, trying to just live our lives. And so, you know, so for Colorful Girls Podcast, what, what inspired you to, to create that podcast? What was your vision? Like, how did you birth your baby? <laughs> Wow. That's funny that you say that because I literally think of it as a baby. Um, I, I I would say a, a variety of things inspired me. I think for me personally, I've always been like, I love stories. Like I would be the kid, like just reading tons of books when I was little and then like writing my own like notes about it. I was super weird. But I mean, I, I'm just a story person. Um, I always have been drawn to stories in whatever format it may be. Um, I graduated from Temple to you. Um, oh, yeah. Degree, yeah, with a degree in film and media arts. So I was a film major, but I was always interested in different mediums. Um, and while a film major, I s actually did a project with one of my great aunts who passed away, but she was hilarious. Um, it was an audio project that I did for a nonfiction writing class. So I interviewed her and then wrote a story. And then I was just like, I love this. Like, I love this. And I think that's where the seat was kind of embedded for like audio format. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually after college, I was just like listening to a whole bunch of podcasts, just working like regular jobs, doing film stuff on the side. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I want a podcast that is like story intensive, but for someone like me, like, you know, I was like listening yeah. to like any like you know, true crime, this American life, all those types yeah. of podcasts that were like really great podcasts, but I just couldn't personally relate to. And I was like, maybe I should make one, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I so I, I think that is where the, where it started and just the natural, my natural affinity for stories, I think is what really was the foundation for it. I love that. I love that. And so um, tell us more, even more about what this podcast represents to you. What's the personal connection aside yeah. from, you know, you are a storyteller, you love stories, but why for colorful girls, why that name, mm -hmm. why, why that's this type of content? Right. So, I mean, obviously for colored girls, it's, a uh, book of poetry um for colored girls and it you know it deals with a lot of issues suicide and like mental health and all those you know a lot of struggles that yeah. black women have gone through and continue to go through um and I was inspired by that in terms of being able to share your 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 experience whether it's good or bad and healing from that mm. in in you know through storytelling of course um I think colorful I don't just mean black women though you know because I have friends family who are not black women but who have had experiences that are worth telling mm -hmm. and so when I mean colorful I mean unique I mean multi-identity I mean you know you just just women who have not been in the spotlight who have not been 
represented in media traditionally, you know, those who have been left outside of that. And wow. I, I wanted to incorporate all of those different identities. And so that's why I call it for colorful girls. I so, love that. I love that. And I think, I guess, I guess an assumption that many people might make is that because we're familiar with the play for colored girls and the, the book, the movie, um, you automatically think that, but like the twist is it says like for colorful. Right, right, <laughs> so right. Like I love that. I love that twist that you put on it. And so um, overall, what's your your vision for the podcast? You want to highlight these stories of, of women from different backgrounds. Where do you see the podcast going? What do you want it to represent? Right. You know, I'm not very good at, um, well, I'll talk about that later, but I, I think <laughs> for me, I, I hope that people will hear the stories and connect, mm -hmm. right, with yeah. the storytellers, with the experience. Um, I hope to continue and do multiple seasons. This season was specifically about travel, but I do want to explore different themes, so it won't be the same theme next Season. And that was, was going to be my next question too about traveling. Like so far, um, these stories uh, involve you know stories from from women and that are in different places in the world. And so um, I guess moving forward, you said it's not always going to be travel. But how did you come up with the travel content? Like, for, was that initially the plan, or is was it just something that based on where you were in your life at the time, traveling right. just seemed to fit right in? Right. So I, I'm, I'll go back. I'll say that I didn't know who the other women would be in the podcast. Like I had some ideas of people who maybe had interesting experience. Mm -hmm. I initially thought it would be mostly biographical because for me, that was like, you know, I could tell my story authentically and then maybe, you know, loop in some other people. But as I've come to find it's, it's for me more rewarding to, you know, find out the stories of other people and then maybe just showcase those experiences. Um, so yeah, it just so happened that I was traveling. I, I had been working on the podcast for a while, but just my experience traveling was so impactful for me that I was like, I have to write about this. And oh, I know so-and-so who has traveled and I know this person who has traveled. So right. it just kind of came to me. So I think that um, that's just how, that's just how it, it came to be and I thought it was very interesting just as I started to travel six seven months into me going to Morocco um COVID happened and I was just like and everything just reversed everything was shut down people could not travel anymore and I'm like well you know people can't go out so yeah. let's 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 switch it up instead of thinking about being indoors and locked down let's think about like moving about in the world like how interesting would that be so right. that it just made sense, I think. And 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 tell us a little bit more about that. I'm interested to know. I was listening to the episode about your experience in Morocco, but you know, for the people who haven't, um, who are just learning about you, tell us a little bit more about about that time in Morocco, where like you, you had your intentions, you had your plan, and mm -hmm. then COVID just sort of you know kind of changed everything. You know, I'm still processing it. I think and still yeah. trying to like glean the lesson from it. But I, you know, I, I wasn't mad. You know, how could you be mad? It's the, right. you know, life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it just was meant to be like, 
I came back, I got married, and now I'm in another country. I feel like I've traveled the most this year, uh, well, 2020, I've traveled the most and not even intentionally. So I think it just shows that sometimes life happens. And the great thing about me being able to leave Morocco and go back home was that I was able to focus on the podcast. Cause I had been like, really like, okay, I'm gonna get this podcast, I'm gonna get this podcast. So this past summer, I was like, you know what? I already know what I'm gonna, you know, talk about. I already know who I'm gonna talk to. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it. And so I was able to actually record an interview and, you know, just start this thing that I had been wanting to start. Um, and it was it was great. And, you know, like, I don't feel like it was uh, uh, something that obstructed my plans. It just mm -hmm. went another way, you know? So I'm yeah. grateful for the experience. It was awesome. Yeah, I think during COVID, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people, um, had were really really appreciative of having that time to just take a step back and right. refocus and really dig deep and you know a lot of people found their talents throughout covid built relationships right. uh, gotten closer to their families um learned more about themselves so it's it's really beautiful when i hear how you know thing good things came about you know even even through the crisis and mm -hmm. so when you okay so you started now you're a podcaster. <laughs> what yeah. would you say uh, was the most challenging thing in the beginning of your journey with the podcast? Right. So the funny thing is, I don't, I still don't think of myself as a podcaster. Like I, I think of no, myself- you're a podcaster. And once you are on podcast platforms, <laughs> you are now a podcaster. You are now in the crew. You know how wow. much effort goes into that and how much courage it takes to record mm. and put out your work. It is art. You are a podcaster. You better wow. own that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to start telling people that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing is though, like being coming from a film background, I was like, I'm used to, you know, creating stories and production and everything. It's just a different type. Um, so I think the most challenging part, because I really like to focus on the stories Mm -hmm. is the marketing part like I, I say yeah. that quietly because I that's not my area like I just I can admit that and I honestly I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this but like I just don't really care about that part like it's, it's I should I care about it but it's not that interesting to me like I if one person listens to my podcast and they're like your podcast is great and I'm like I made it like I'm good um, because I really do care about the story and that it resonates with people. So the marketing part, I'm still working on, um, but that has been the most challenging. Yeah, I think I think marketing is something that um, it is hard to see the value in it sometimes because it's just like if it's not, I don't know, like if it's not really like what you've studied or your focus, it's just like kind of boring but I actually um my concentration when I got my MBA was in marketing oh, and wow. so yeah so I I get it I get marketing but marketing is hard because mm -hmm. marketing is playing on the emotions of people and you know basically a lot of the things especially you know here in America and, and even worldwide why we buy things is because we're trying to fix something right mm. it's a solution to something so it's like if I buy this particular you know perfume it's because I want to smell a certain way or if I buy deodorant it's because I don't want to stink I buy <laughs> toothpaste because you know I want, a, I want a nice bright smile and I don't want my breath to stink like it's just like everything that you know what I'm saying so when they market it towards us they play mm -hmm. on those emotions like you ever seen the commercial where like 
you know, you walk in the room and you have like the spot on your shirt. So then they came out with like the bleach pen, but no one likes that feeling of walking in the room on an interview with a spot on their shirt. So right. it's, it's really deep. It's really psychological. You just dropped some gems. That was like, I'm, I'm going to write that down because I, I had never yeah, thought it's, of it. It's a like, game of emotions. It's like, just huh. think of the world as right. a bunch of women and then run with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. That was a little biased, but women are emotional. I mean, I'm going to own it. I mean, it's but you know what it's it's okay that's what makes us amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 i guess also to a social media it is a little hard to market on social media because of the algorithm and just the competition that's out there and the way that it works um yeah. it could just be really challenging but i just one of the things that i've heard so far in a lot of interviews is the advice that people have been giving is just to like keep going yeah. you know so when you talk about that i'm sorry i can go on and on about this but when you just mm -hmm. talk about that marketing piece mm -hmm. um that marketing piece also ties into are people listening to my stuff right like i don't i don't want to feel that yeah. which is like am i bad for saying that no, like no no i think I it's i think i think it's brave to say that and i think that more of us need to feel like that like we need to value one person or the two people or if i only have you know 50 followers i need to value that i need to connect with all 50 followers like i listen to this guy gary v sometimes and he's mm -hmm. He's just like really raw, but so he makes a good point. And he talks about when he started with uh, how he started out, like just his YouTube channel. I think that his dad had like a some type of like wine store and he was just mm -hmm. 50 people would just watch him on YouTube, talk about everything that was in the store. And then now he's on a whole a whole different level but one of the things that he said was just like you know i focused on those 50 people that were listening or if you got 10 people that are listening 10 people that are engaging focus on those people and make a connection with them and so yeah but something i learned along the way in the little marketing research stuff yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> i'm literally gonna write it down <laughs> yeah and check out gary v he's a little raw but he's yeah, really Gary v. Okay. yeah gary v but um but yeah okay so so let's go back so mm -hmm. um so far aside from what, what you just learned today what have you been learning <laughs> um on your journey so far you know um i have been Okay, so I'll say this is my the first project, mm -hmm. any type of media project that I've done on my own. Like every other project has been collaborative. Yeah. And I have really learned to trust myself. I like that. I really like in that I'm not saying it just to say it um, or to sound corny, but I really learned to trust myself. And that has been extremely rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I've learned like, I mean, I, I'm, I kind of know how to do like editing and stuff. So all that kind of stuff comes easier, I would say, but just learning to trust myself and, you know, just really learning to show up for myself because yeah. I'm the type of person, like if you have a project, I'm going to come and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to like encourage you and I'm going to be there. And, you know, like I'm going to give you as much support as you need, but I know, and I think a lot of people have this same issue where they don't show up the same way for themselves. Yeah. So I like, I was like, no, cause someone was like asking, well, you know, I want to do this. I was like, actually I can't because I'm working on this thing yeah. that, you know, is important to me. And like, first I felt guilty. And then I was like, wait, why am I feeling guilty? Mm -hmm. So just learning to trust myself and learning to invest in myself. 
I love that. I love that. And I think it is hard to say no to other people sometimes, even when it comes to like starting your own company. It's like, if we work for someone else, we are on time. (laughs) We don't take, you know, our lunch break isn't too long. We want to do a good job. We give our ideas. And then it comes to like, you know, starting your own company and you're like, I don't feel like doing it today. Yeah. So up, but it's like, we, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's very strange. I don't know why the human mind is that way, but yeah. I think it has to do with accountability. Like, yeah, I think that's an important piece, but yeah, for sure. Definitely. I love that. I love that. And so, um, you were saying earlier about, you know, the type of content you wanted to focus on and that this season is on travel, but it won't always be that way. What other type of topics do you want to dive into? Because some of our our listeners may have some content for you. (laughs) Yes. So um, I I try to keep my ideas general in terms of like the direction I'm going. So I knew this season would be travel. Um, I know that next season will probably be a bit heavier. Mm -hmm. I'm usually drawing on my own personal experiences and then going from there. Um, I want to really talk about, and I I know we're supposed to be like being positive and everything, but it's, Okay, I'll say it and then I'll say Well, why. there's always positivity and yeah, self-esteem, exactly. right? Exactly. So I, I want to focus on loss. And when you think, I guess, naturally of loss, it's like losing someone, but there are different types of loss. And I really want to focus on that. And not just loss, but the hope that comes after it. Because mm. I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, and, and it's loss is a journey. And so I, I want to focus on that, really. Um and whenever I think of like next season, because I'm always thinking of like songs and stuff to like kind of like associate with it. But like um, Solange is losing you. And I was like, that's going to be the name of the episode. Maybe. Like, song. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just, you know, there are different types of loss. And I think that that's a, it's a, it seems like it's a specific thing, but I think it could really be, um, it could really be extended to a lot of different situations. So yeah, yeah definitely. And, 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 will you always focus on women as your audience or yeah i i i'm probably gonna pull in some guys i think um because again it's not it's it's for colorful girls but i think that colorful girls like to hear stories about guys too and so i I think i'll do it in a way it won't just be like maybe it'll be like an occasional thing it won't be a you know all-time thing but I I do eventually want to pull in some of those stories because those are important too and they connect you know to our stories as well so I love that and so um so so based on you know everything that you've learned so far from from your episodes which episode would you say resonates with you the most Hmm. okay yeah and that's a hard one I'll say I really, I feel like episode one, mm-hmm. that is like my favorite episode. So I think it's partly because, um, of course, I know the, the, the young ladies who are telling the story, but that was like the first, first opportunity for me to get colorful girls out there. Mm-hmm. And I literally like will listen to the episode again and just be cracking up because I think I it's so- say, That episode is so funny. I was listening to it like, what? <laughs> I think they're funny and I think it really exemplifies the types of stories and the type of personality that could come through a story, even an audio story. And I think it also touches on one of the things that I I didn't say earlier, but I think that one of the important things about this podcast that I hope will continue is that people can use their authentic voices. So if they're talking about 
Johns and Bulls and you know these are words that we use in Philly like I don't I don't want you to I don't want the storyteller to be self-conscious about using those words right wow. because you're using your authentic voice and so if someone is listening and they don't understand then you can google it like you know like this is about making room for everyone in the in the storytelling space and in the podcasting world and by using authentic your authentic voice and using terms that maybe everyone is not familiar with you know it, it's still doing that same thing and it really you know i i think going back to why episode one is like my favorite that that's one of the reasons why um and you asked and I think Joan is in a dictionary now too so they will I'm just saying, right? like, <laughs> listen I, I was craving the Philly cheesesteak myself while I was listening to the episode like oh my god this is so authentic <laughs> I just miss Philly so much right now I just want some good food <laughs> oh gosh, yes I told my sister to send me one in the mail she was like she'll try <laughs> send me one too it might get to me faster than you <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, it won't stop that customs, but yeah. So episode one for sure. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So, okay. So, um, what is something true that almost nobody agrees with you on? Okay. I asked my husband this question the other day and he was like, that's such a hard question. Like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> and I was like, no, try it. It's going to be fun. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'll just say it. Um, and I'm going to say that it's the truth. So whether people agree with me or not, I, funnel cake is disgusting. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, okay. I know. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> I know that's the thing, right? It's so controversial. Okay, you gotta uh, break. You gotta break that down because the funnel cake is incredible okay. to me. So let me admit that that's a subjective thing, but I don't like the smell. I don't like. I can't even get past the smell. It's too it fried. It smells like fried to me. But I'll tell you though. Okay. I, I think I had a bad experience with it when I was young, and ever since then, I just was like, mm -mm. like my sisters will go to places and they'll get so excited like oh funnel cake and I'm like <laughs> like I'm just gonna sit on the bench because I don't like I can't partake <laughs> oh my god and it's crazy because when you get to like the beach or carnivals or anything That's funnel cake is like the smell right. that's over yeah it permeates the air and so like I I do not enjoy funnel cake so I'm I'm a Debbie Downer when it comes to that but it's just I it's it's just the truth for me oh my god that is so funny I gotta tell you mine because I feel like I don't know. I feel like we're like having like a sister moment. Yeah. So I don't like mashed potatoes. Okay. And people, everyone, and everyone looks at me like I'm crazy, but it's uh -huh. because I had a bad experience. You right. know, when you go to Muslim school, you go to the small school, you know, that the, the, the auntie that likes to come at lunchtime and feed everybody like spaghetti and lasagna, right. like home cooked meals. So yes. my first time in public school and, um, they were serving mashed potatoes. And I never, I've never been in a big cafeteria where they like scoop the stuff in your tray. So I thought it was ice cream because they were using like a scooper. And the lady was like, you know, you want some? And, she, and I'm like, oh yeah, like public school is so cool. We got ice cream for lunch. And they put like a big scoop on my plate. And then she had the gravy, but it was really dark. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is so cool. And I'm thinking it's fudge. And she pours it all over. And I must've blacked out because all I remember is 
being the last person in the cafeteria and the teacher trying to force me to eat lunch so I could go out and play. Oh, yeah. And I would not eat it. And like, even my mom says I used to gag when she tried to like feed me mashed potatoes as a, as a baby. Wow. So anyway, that's my story. So everyone I say, I have not met another person yet who- Is not like mashed potatoes. No, everyone loves it. They're like, you're crazy. But I can eat a baked potato. Right, but not mashed potatoes. It's, it's it's psychological. It's a taste aversion. You yeah, even the smell of it. I'm like, who thought let's mash it and add milk to it? Ew. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> enough about me. Enough about me. But I just, that is just like, I just can't. Okay, so tell us something interesting about yourself that people may not know about the creator behind the scenes. Wow. This is another, I think this is another hard one for me because um, I don't think there's anything interesting, but um, I think because I'm a film major, I'll say I love zombie films. Like I love zombies. Wow. The Walking Dead, that's your thing? That's the one thing I haven't seen because it's a show. Like I need oh. it to be a film because I can't sit through that. I can't make that commitment. <laughs> I can't sit through. I barely watch shows, but I watch a film like for sure. So I love zombie films. Like I love them. I, yeah, I just can't get enough. And I, I'm not, a person, but I, I love zombie. It's just something about them. I don't know what it is. Well, while we're on the topic of films and yeah. as a podcaster, what are some of the top three films that you would recommend for people? I feel to like watch? this is going to get me in more trouble. No, 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 This is a judgment-free zone. Yeah, no, because I'll say, like, I when I when I tell people I'm a film major, they're like, oh, you know this? And I'm like, I've never seen that movie. No, 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 we need the good yeah, stuff. Not, the film people know the good stuff. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm not, I mean, I, it's subjective, so, and it's hard to, like, do list for me, um, but I'll say, I watched this the other day, and I was crying at the end. I was so like, oh, what is wrong with me? Crooklyn like Spike Lee film. I Crooklyn. haven't watched it. Crooklyn is a classic. I would suggest that. Like, give yourself time. And like, for me, I don't know what's wrong. I guess I'm getting older. I just like, you know, emotional yeah. about things. But it's a it's a really good film. I mean, it's one of Spike Lee's first films, but I, I love it. I think it just like captures um, just like childhood. So yeah, <clears throat> so Crooklyn, let's see. This, yeah, this is really gonna get me in trouble because I just like movies. <laughs> Like, um, uh, let's see. I like action suspense. Um, I'll say The Mummy is like one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen The Mummy since I was a kid. So I think, I think the thing with being like a millennial is like the movies that came out when we were young, we couldn't really appreciate them and they were probably on all the time. But now as an adult, you're, you could probably just understand that a lot more. So yeah. I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, to, it, you know what I like? I like movies that are multi-genre. Mm -hmm. So I like funny, I like action, I like romance. Like I like all those things in one. And so I'll sit like, that's that's what draws me to movies. So. Okay, so The Mummy, oh God, one more. Um, oh, okay. I just talked about zombie films, 28 Days Later, like that is my- Okay, you got me. I love that movie. <laughs> it's so good, right? Like, my mom hated it, but I loved it. It's so good. It's kind of depressing, but it's also like very like, you know, like I said, there's action, there's like all these different things. So I love, and I, I love the guy, I can't remember his name, but he's such a great actor. So I, I really look for performances too. So yeah, yeah, I can probably list you like 50 movies, so. <laughs> Top three, it's kind of like, ooh, I don't know if those are like gonna yeah. be the ones, but 
Yeah. No, I like that because now I have a list of movies for me, for myself and my husband. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we watching the like, this now? Like, suggested this. <laughs> Listen, the last guest recommended it. So we're watching the right. But um <laughs> so so anyway, so so to tie it all together, um, mm-hmm. based on your experience and and I guess like as a child and like what your interests were as a kid, what your interests were in college. Um, how does that play out in the creation of your podcast? Do you see a connection just yet? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's really weird. Um, when I was a kid, I was like, I wanted to be a few things. I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a, um, journalist and I wanted to be, uh, one other thing, an architect. So like, I've been able to do all those things except an architect because I, horrible with <laughs> anything like drawing or math related it's really um, it's really a skill yeah it's really yeah a skill. It's like I didn't have the discipline for it um but I've been I've taught I've traveled I've like done journalistic stuff um and I'm not a chef but I like to, <laughs> you know you <laughs> gotta fawn a little bit you know how to cook you know how to throw a little something something together <laughs> so I, I think but really I was really drawn in in high school, I was like, I knew I wanted to be like something in the field of journalism. Uh-huh. And in college, I was initially like, like, okay, I think I'm gonna major in journalism, but there was something about that setting for me that wasn't, it. Well, there wasn't a lot of flexibility there and there wasn't a lot of freedom. And I knew I wanted to tell stories for sure. Um, I had always been not drawn necessarily to like narrative or not or fiction stories. I was always drawn to like real life stories. Yeah. And that's why I was drawn to journalism. And even in college, I was like interested in documentaries. Like I never wanted to like make, you know, like fiction films or, um, you know, like those that that wasn't my thing. And you know, after college, I was able to like, you know, work on different projects. Some of them have been documentaries. Some of them have been like, you know, more narrative stuff, but I always knew that I wanted to do a project on my own where I could talk to people and interview them and sort of like play that journalism role. Um, Yeah. It's been something that has been an interest of mine for, for quite some time. So I I do finally feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So So how does that feel now, now that you're able to have that reflective moment? How do you, how do you feel now that you had this vision, you had these things that you wanted to be when you grew up and now that you're grown, how does it, how does it feel now? It feels a bit surreal. I think, um, it, even though I'm not like, you know, like super, I haven't gone that far in this journey. I, I feel you are so modest area. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, it's still like, you feel I like got, there's still more. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's still more. Um, but I feel like amazed, not because of anything that I've done, but the fact that I've gotten the opportunity to do the things that I envision. Like, really? Like, I got the opportunity to do it. Like, I'm doing this. So, like, it, it definitely feels surreal and a bit unbelievable, but it also feels extremely rewarding and extremely good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Uh, oh, you. No problem. If you could give anyone advice on, you know, just, just your journey in terms of having an idea and not, you know, letting COVID stop it, not 
letting traveling stop it but what advice would you give to someone who wanted to you know walk in your footsteps yeah I would say for sure like when we started the podcast you said you know your baby like treat your idea as a baby like literally like nurture it like sleep with it wake up with it and and spend spend time with it like I spent three four years before I actually like before this point just coming up with ideas brainstorming I would have post-it notes on my wall like okay this sounds good I you know got a mentor I developed a business plan all these things to cultivate the idea and also to make sure that there was some accountability so I would you know I had the idea and I would tell people like I'm, I'm working on this podcast I'm working on this podcast not because I'm like ooh, it's you know you should be interested but because I needed to you know have shared like have someone share that accountability so when I saw this person again then they're like oh how's the podcast and I'm like I am still working on that very slowly but I am so I would I would say those things um treat it like a big accountability piece and the accountability so don't just hold it in your head tell someone else because that's that's where that you know it, it gets easier showing up for yourself when you do that yeah. And I, I love that because, you know, I think so often we see a lot of, uh, you know, quotes on Instagram of people saying, don't share your ideas, don't share your goals. No one right. needs to know what you're doing. Move in silence. And it's just like, sometimes it gets really hard to be that way because right. we get so excited about our ideas. And I love what you said about accountability, because now it's like, oh, if someone keep, you know, people that care about me and keep asking me, hey, how's the, what, isn't it what's so funny? When I stopped the podcast, mm-hmm. I saw one of my cousins and he said, what happened with your podcast? Like, I oh, haven't because of an episode in a while. And I was like, oh, I took a break. And he's like, why? I was, mm-hmm. I was following you. And I was like, oh man. So exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. That's like really, really good advice. And so before we wrap up this uh, interview, because I feel like we could keep going. It's so funny. I say that in every episode because so far, everyone that I've talked to, it's like a family reunion. It's like we start talking and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like we just talked yesterday. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, um, is there anything that, you know, that I didn't cover, something that you really want people to know about the podcast or about you? Um, just kind of like your last words, even though everything that you've said so far is just like super incredible. Yeah, no, I would say just go for it. And one, one, just one thing when you said like people are scared of having their ideas taken or someone is stealing their ideas, your idea is your idea. And if it's, if that's your baby and you sleep with it, then no one can do your thing like you can, I would say. So that, I think that's something that people should really, really like know, like, you know, like your thing is your thing and you, because you are you, you know, sounds kind of corny, but I feel like like that might be your quote. So don't be surprised if you see a quote that comes up with your name on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just if you can listen, I really, I'm excited for this podcast because again, I'm a fan of stories and I feel like the stories that are in the episodes are really engaging. And I just, you know, I I want people to take away, you know, that they've heard a good story and they feel connected to the person and I want them to not want the episode to end. So go listen and like, you know, comment, tell me how I can make it better. Like I, I appreciate feedback because it's all about improving and getting better. Yeah, well, I haven't heard any pod, and I and I do listen to podcasts, and I haven't really heard any podcast just like yours. And I feel like your podcast is just so unique because you really feel like you're there. Like all of the editing that you put into it, 
uh, what's playing in the background, the sounds of like people talking and the sounds of the, the people in the streets and the doors closing. And like, it's so exciting. It's like, I don't need to watch a movie. I could just listen to this. Like, I feel like I'm there, you know? So it's, 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 it's captivating. Like, it's really awesome. So to all of you who are watching and are listening, it's incredible. Like, it's really, really, it's not just a, a regular story. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I'm, I'm just really grateful. No problem. No problem. And so um, thank you again. I appreciate you. This was super awesome. Please stay in touch. Yes, we'll do. Inshallah. All right, Ariane, until next time. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you, Sanam.